it is marrying those two together for sure. But that, that's the most powerful combo we can have. So the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Cole Wisenhunt. Now strap on your seat belts because he's been in real estate for about nine years and he's closed over 900 transactions. He's top 1% agent in the city of only 1,600 realtors. He's been named Rookie of the Year in 2015 and voted on by the agents in the company as a Culture Award winner. Not once, but twice, okay? So he must represent what he's going to preach today. Now, he's also a man of God, loves his family and his business, obviously. And he's top 150 teams in the state of Texas. So without further ado, Cole, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Excited to visit today. God damn, what a rap sheet, my friend. I am so excited to have you on the show. And I know we'll talk about some great topics, one of them being building relationships at the corner of the stone of your business. And topic two, we'll talk about why is it all worth it and discovering your purpose and strength. And then topic number three, we'll finish it off by talking about action plan, strategies, and what to do. So um, listen, before we get into all of that, I got to take you back to day one. Nine years ago, how did you get started? What did your first year look like in real estate? Do you remember? Yeah, I was coaching and teaching and I decided um, that I wanted to see our first daughter more. And so instead of moving around trying to chase head coaching jobs, I thought, what could I do to get into a relationship with people, control my own time a little bit more and take off a ceiling of earning potential? And so the... CEO of the business here, essentially, I had known her and she asked people all the time about getting into real estate, but she never asked me. So I gave her a phone call. And I was like, hey, I hear you talking about people getting into real estate all the time, but you never asked me. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, I just never thought you would get out of coaching. I'm like, well, did you not ask me because you don't think I'll be good at it? She said, no, not at all. I think you'd be excellent. So within 30 days, I had my license. I had resigned. I got my license, graduated some kids on a Saturday. And by Monday, I was in real estate. And in that first year, it was just trying to hit the ground running. So my first full calendar year, I helped 47 uh, families get started or, or buy a house in real estate. And my second year was 48 families. And so I quickly realized there was a ceiling. My hustle could only go so far. 47 families to 48. And so at that point in time, I got a lot more serious about my business of I'm really pushing into relationships and that served me well from the past, but how can I elevate and get into coaching and people who have been here before me and help take next steps? And how can I get serious about building a team and, and what does it look like to have a true business? So first year was amazing. And yet I also learned a lot of limitations um, of what I could do on my own time and energy and that's where I just started diving in to say, uh, what do I not know? And all the people who came before me learned from them. You know, I find it very interesting that you got into this because you thought you had the limitless, limitless potential, right? And then you found out that 
hold up, that is really not the case here. And you topped out at that 48. Yeah. Um, most people top out at 27 to 32 from all the hundreds of people we've interviewed on the show. Sure. I'm sort of like in your shoes right now where I think I'm at like 40 some for the year and we still got one quarter to go. Um, how did you pivot when you realized that 47, 48 is your top end? Because that is one of the things that I'm struggling with right now. Like, do I bring somebody in? Do I spend yeah. the money? Do I not spend the money? Like, should I, you know, reorganize my business? Can I make it more efficient? I'm stuck. What do you got for me? <laughs> yeah. Man, I think the first thing is giving up that we're not the best at every single piece of the business. And I came to realize that pretty quick that I'm not great at details and I don't want to dive into details. So the first time I had 12 people under contract and I was laying in bed, I'm thinking, okay, I'm six months in real estate. I'm still learning the business and having 12 people under contract and three families to close tomorrow and two families got to go look at new houses. And I thought, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed from where I need to be. And I'm not somebody who gets overwhelmed easily. And I'm somebody also who sleeps very well at night. So the first time I'm waking up thinking about it, I was like, okay, something has to change. And so the first part is how can I take all the non-dollar producing activities off the plate? So it's got a home warranty to order, an inspection to schedule, a sign to go put out, all those items. It's like, all right, I need help there so I can do what I know best. And when we're talking about building relationships at the corner of your business, that's what brought business on early. People ask all the time, how were you so successful in your first year? Or how can I be that successful? And I'm like, well, I hope you treated people well and where you were a really good friend before you got started because it's going to pay off now. If you got in and now all of a sudden you try to go be a good friend, you look like a salesman. But if you've been that person all the time, it's going to pay off. And so really wanted to keep diving into those relationships. It was, I need to leverage and take off the things that I'm not that good at and somebody else can be even better. We can force ourselves to be good at things for only a, a time period. I can force myself to get details because it's super important for our clients. and I'm going to take care of them, but it just drains us so much more. When we're not operating within our strengths, right? So I think the first thing was realize what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Let's get those weaknesses covered. And then I'm going to have to hire somebody really well and trust them. And that's a whole nother topic and learning process of hiring. And then who am I being and how are we leading them as you start growing, you know, the team and, and the business and the people you care about. Um, but I think that's it. Finding strengths, weaknesses, and then going from there to say, let's go hire somebody. And you hear the term fail forward all the time, right? We're not going to nail the first hire necessarily all the time, but every time we hired somebody and even if they left, it was like, I was at a spot where I feel like I was more comfortable, where I knew more, more clarity around who we wanted to hire the next time. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think that's the trickiest part, right? I mean, hiring even comes down to relationships. Ironically, topic number one, yeah. building relationships as the cornerstone of your business. Yeah, It's not just transactions that we're talking about here. We're talking about maybe agent relationships. Maybe we're talking about uh, relationships in your office. Maybe your admins, maybe your transaction coordinators, yeah. maybe, you know, pretty much everybody you come in contact with from, from the way I think of this. Um, and 
the fact that you topped out at 48, that's still pretty, pretty impressive because that's still a lot of, you know, a lot of volume for anybody that's listening. 48, we're talking about four to five pretty much consistently per month. That's kind of like where I'm at right now. That's and awesome. the moment I, I, you know, I'm dipping, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't write four contracts. I don't have four closings this month. What am I doing? And I noticed that I feel like I'm missing that key relationship in my business. Yeah, that's good. I don't know, I've heard that talked about a lot, you know, from mentors of if there is something that's not right, you know, you're either missing some sort of system or a person. And a lot of times for us, it's a person, right? Of what's actually missing in the business. Yeah. So let's, let's unpack the building relationships. One of the key things that you also said that got you to your success. Now we're a few years later, right? Um, was being a good person. Isn't it crazy how karma is a thing? Yeah, man. I mean, I think it just comes back to that, right? Like people want to help you. Yeah. When you've showed up for them. I think that's number one is how, how are you showing up for people? And it's in times of the really high highs that you're there to celebrate. And it's the low lows of, Hey, we found out, you know, this diagnosis for a family member and it's how can we help? Um, but when you show up, people are going to remember that time and that uh, emotion of how you were willing to give a helping hand. And so I think even, you know, in a busier life and as business gets bigger and my family's gotten bigger and I really have to watch that is like, am I still continuing to show up for people? Because I know that's my first calling is to be a really good friend to people. And the second piece of that is just knowing that one relationship can, can change everything. Right. And it could be that one person that helps you spur your business and the way you showed up for them and knowing that we, we don't do it thinking, oh, if I do this, then maybe one day they're going to pay me back through business. It's like, if I do this, I know that over time, people are going to help. Right. So now I love what you said. I mean, you show up and be a good person. I mean, if you're likable, um, some people will say if you're a good hang, right, they want to be around you. They're going to want to introduce you to people. Um, people love just being around a good energy, right? When you walk into the room and we've got to think about what kind of my energy am I bringing into the room? Am I a fountain pouring water into it or am I a drain and taking away the energy? And so I think that's one thing that I think of constantly before I'm walking through a, into a meeting or a new door frame. Wow, that is so powerful. And I love the way you put that. I love how you said, are you, you know, are you draining the energy or you're a fountain and you're giving back the energy? Because you're so right. You know, there's some people where you see them calling your phone and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yep. I do not want to pick that up. What do they want? You know? And then there are some people where it's like, oh, this is amazing. You know? I can't wait to speak with that person. That type of or ordeal. Yeah. You know? Um, so when it comes to relationships, I know this seems like so intuitive and so easy per se for us to think of but what, what what are like the best tips on actually building the relationships man i think number one uh for me is the no agenda concept is something i've really been focused on lately is when i meet somebody it's not to take an agenda into the relationship it's to take a genuine interest in them and so I love almost, it's, it's not almost a, a game per se, but it's like, how can I keep the conversation off of me 
And how can I ask about them and their life? And if we leave and I know way more about them than they know about me, then I know they probably feel better about that because yeah. people love to share their life, their life story. They're proud of their family, their business, whatever it is. And so that that's my focus is how, do, how can I just help keep the focus on them? I'll learn as much about them as possible and being genuine in that. And then I love the term like concreting the relationship, like how am I going to follow up? And so like in that relationship, uh, I was talking with somebody this morning. It was, you can go do one-time events and meet a lot of people. Or are you going to do something reoccurring with smaller groups? What's your game plan? If you go to one-time events and you meet a lot of people, you're going to have to do some follow-up to conquer your relationship. So whether it's a number, I get to text later that day of, man, it was really great to meet you. Like I'd love to further, you know, our relationship, get to know you, encourage one another. Could you grab lunch sometime? Um, I really want to get to know people. And even in, in a city, when you run in certain circles of certain ages of kids or schools or the church you go to or whatever it is, I love seeing the spider webs that just start connecting people. Right. Yeah. And I think of a spider web over overnight can be built pretty well by a spider, but if it's not messed with for weeks on at a time, that spider web can really grow and even get stronger. And so how many people can you enter into that spider web that start connecting each other and those relationships I mean, it's just, it's just important for us to be genuine and, and inquire about other people in their life and what they want. Um, even the beginning of the year in January, I'm going to call and I'm going to ask all my friends, man, what are, what are your goals for this year? Like, what are you excited about? Like, what gets you pumped up? And then I'm going to make notes on it. And if somebody yeah. has the answer of, man, the last four or five years has been tough. I haven't been able to play with my kids the way I want to and run around. I got to lose some weight. Like, man, is it okay if I check in on that. Like, how can I encourage you? And I'm going to send some texts. I'm going to make some phone calls. Like what action steps can we take? Like I'll show up to work out with you. But when you show up in that way and people are going to remember the way you made them feel and you really follow up and care about people, your genuine interest in them, not, nothing but good is going to happen from that relationship growing. So I, I think it's also one of the things that we forget about is actually being a human right? That's really what yeah. you're talking about is yeah. not worry about that commission check and be like, Hey, are you ready to buy and sell? Are you ready to buy and yeah. sell? Are you ready? No, it's like, Hey, just checking in. How is your vacation? How is this? How is that? Hey, just want to see if you wanted to come out. And then eventually they're going to ask you when you ask so many, so many questions, they're going to feel that they need to reciprocate at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there is the combo, right? It's like you're being a, a good friend. And this is a former coach that I have. You may know and his name's David Hoffman. He just wrote a book, Relationships Over Rules. But as he coached me and mentored me, he brought this concept to me first was one is you show up and be a great friend. And then number two, it will open the door for you to show that you're an expert. And a yeah. lot of times you're going to get business just being a mm -hmm. great friend and they trust you. A lot of agents do that. They just get business off trust. There's a lot of other agents they get business off just being an expert and they just know their stuff. But when we can combine the two, it's like, man, I'm going to show up and be a great friend. And now the door's open. They also see you an expert. It's like, man, Cole, we called you because we trust you and you're a friend, but we didn't know you even knew that much about real estate. And now we feel totally confident, right? So it is marrying those two together for sure. But that, that's the most powerful combo we can have. But even being able to show that you're an expert a lot of times is getting the referral first from somebody who trusts you and just showing up in their life the way we need to. 
Yeah, but I think to get that referral, you have to be unintentionally interested in the other person. Yeah. It can be something for something. It can't be like, oh, I'm going to ask him about this and this, and I'm hoping to get that and that in return, right? Yeah. Because people can see right through that. Yeah, no, 100%, man, I love that. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 